Hey, and welcome to Too Much. I'm Jess. And I'm Mandy. As ethical vegan women, the word extreme is often used to describe us. And honestly, sometimes it feels overwhelming to care so much about so many different things. So we created this show to talk about anything and everything we want, from veganism and other world issues, to feminism and all the controversial topics in between. This is a space for us to be exactly who we are, which for most is probably too much. Hello, welcome to episode 33 of Too Much. We unfortunately had to re-record this beginning because our previous recording, like I said three times now, sounded like we were wearing masks and standing in a cave 20 feet away from the microphone. Um, so this is our episode with the boys. Kevin and Tyrell and we're starting off the episode by I would like to hear from Kevin's perspective and Jess would like to hear from Ty's perspective how we met how we fell in love so welcome hi hi <laughs> they can't hear you when you're that far away hi <laughs> so Kevin how did we meet we met in middle school uh-huh. What was your first impression of me? I don't know. Weird girl. Yeah, I guess. Oh my god, are you serious? <laughs> no. You can be honest. I mean, it's fine weird. now. We're getting it married now. He wasn't weird at 12 years old. I don't know. I kind of kept my head down in middle school. You had some stalker vibes. Why? You asked me every day what your name was in order for me to remember your name. Why was that stalkerish? Because it was every day. Okay. It's not natural for people to go up and say what's my name every day you know well yeah i was weird i'll I'll admit that but my friend was also named maddie and people always mixed it up and i had a crush on you so i didn't want you to mix my name up because that would be embarrassing so you just thought i was weird i don't know i didn't really think anything i had a girlfriend at the time so i wasn't looking for a girlfriend so i didn't look at you and think oh there's a potential girlfriend obviously it happened but when did you start having a crush on me for the record i started having a crush on kevin immediately as soon as saw him even if he was a little asshole in seventh grade sometimes okay when did you start having a crush on me i don't know you don't know somewhere along the line while you had a girlfriend probably just be honest yes how did we start hanging out more we just started hanging out more you know you texted me i remember i got your cell phone number and i thought the world was amazing i was like oh my god i have (laughs) kevin little cell phone number like five people had it because I had no friends. And um, we also always talked on MSN. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those are the good days. I remember I had you on MSN, too. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> but I remember I walked past you in the hallway one day, and then you texted me, and you told me I had a nice smile and that you, I should come hang out with you. You don't remember that? Uh, oh, my God. It's fine. It was 11 years ago. 10 years sounds ago. Sounds really sweet. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> And that's when we started hanging out a lot more. We would, like, go on walks together. Used to volunteer with me at the elementary school a couple times. Mm. A tween night. Interesting. Yeah, and then you you told me you didn't want to hang out anymore if I was still dating someone. Because I could tell he liked me, and I said, that's not cool. And it was hard for me because obviously I really liked you. And I was scared you'd just be like, okay, bye. <laughs> But, lo and behold, lo and behold, 
dumped her the next day. I don't know about that. The next week. I don't remember. Shortly thereafter. <laughs> then we started dating. Like, I don't know. Shortly thereafter. Shortly thereafter. <laughs> the rest is history. What did you like about me? This story lacks much romance. <laughs> uh, you were different, cool, and didn't care what people thought too much. No, you're cool. I had semi-similar tastes in music. <laughs> never shout never. Oh yeah, classics. <laughs> Some of the same stuff. We had similar ideals even if we didn't know it then. Yeah, I think so too. The rest is history. The rest is history. Over to Tyrell and Jess. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away, honey. Where do I start? Make our story better. Where do I start? I don't know. At the very, very beginning. Wanted to do photography a little bit more. I found Jessica on Instagram. I was like, hey, um, do you want do you want to like get together and uh, take photos sometime? And she's like, yeah, sure. But before that. What do you mean before that? When you saw the photo of me with my pinky up. <laughs> you have to prelude. I saw all your photos. Mm-hmm. But you said you started stalking me like a year before you actually asked me to hang out. Of course. All right. Well, she. I guess she had this. She had this photo on her Instagram where she was at the top of what was it, that? The it Space was Needle. The Vancouver Revolving Restaurant. All right. And she Close was, enough. She was drinking a mimosa or something, and she had her pinky up. I was getting crunk. And I was like, I like that. I don't know. I, I was I guess I was like following you like. Probably like six months before that. Mm-hmm. I was like, who is Tyrell McGrath liking my no, photos? I didn't even know who I was. You I like totally went in ignore mode. I was just like, who I was is like, this guy? I was like following you on Instagram like a year and a bit before you even like knew who I was. Mm-hmm. So she said yes to me taking her photo. And I took her photo. About a month and a half later, my girlfriend at the time broke up with me. We, we actually shot another time. We shot photos another time. With his girlfriend? Yeah, with my other girlfriend. <laughs> Your other girlfriend? Yeah. So she broke up with me. But a month later, I was like, hey. <laughs> What's up? You want, to, you want to take photos again? At the and Tulip then, Festival? Yeah, the Tulip Festival. And then we went, we went to the Tulip Festival and it was windy as shit. So we kiboshed that idea. Uh, went to Cultus Lake. Took some photos there again. And drove around all day. You got, like, drunk one night or something. <laughs> Refer to the addiction and why we don't drink episode. <laughs> and then she starts messaging me on Instagram messaging all, like, you. promiscuously. I was totally not. <laughs> I was being flirty. I was not being promiscuous. Yeah. You forgot to t- say the part. Sorry, I'm like, you tell it. And then I'm like, no, you're telling it wrong. <laughs> you forgot about the part where you dropped me off at my house after the tulip festival and cultus and my mom made mini egg cookies this was before we were vegan obviously dude they're legit and so she was like oh come in and try my mini egg cookies and he came <laughs> in and then he had one and he, what did you say i'm like oh man these are what dreams are made of yeah and she just thought that was so funny and he drove away in his big white dodge like a true chilliwack <laughs> redneck and then my mom was like because I wasn't seeing anyone at the time or really, like, you know, I didn't have a boyfriend or anything. My mom was like, what about that guy? Like, what about that one? So thanks, Val. Mm-hmm. If you're listening, Mom, you made it happen. That's got, what you're talking about. You got wasted. I did not. I was not wasted. 
Yeah, like I if you if you want to find out any juicy details, I'm a little bit tipsy right now. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> probably would um like ask you out if you lived in Chilliwack, and she's like, oh, I would like that. And I knew he was gonna say something like that, so I was trying to make it happen. <laughs> you took me to Mount Woodside, and then you kissed me that night. Yeah, that was really weird. It was really weird. Yeah. It was so weird. Our first kiss was so weird. <laughs> you were so sweaty. <laughs> no, I wasn't. You were. All right, well, you were sweaty, too. I it was, was like really the, sweaty It also. was like May and like hot out mm-hmm. up in your dirty bonus room. You had the same shirt on. Actually, yeah, I had the shirt on. I like it because it makes my arms look nice. I, that's why I wore it. Let's like, reenact it. <laughs> we're sitting on the couch together and you start leaning over uh, and like, i didn't know what he was doing she like leaned away from me i'm like what <laughs> we like leaned back until we were like laying down on the couch and i was like what what's happening <laughs> i thought you were being weird you said you had really hairy legs that day too so my ankles were so hairy which i'm all about the hair on the legs like whatever right but at the time i was very misogynistic and i was like my legs need to be shaved so we all think i'm pretty and they were hairy as fuck so and he still liked me the the bar is low make a long story short i guess that's how it goes Mm -hmm. for our intro because i wanted to talk about healthy relationships because obviously you two are both not horrible shitty men and we love that and honestly every woman that i've ever known has been with at least one shitty man and throughout my whole life like all of my girlfriends had just the worst awful boyfriends like there wasn't really even one good one just such a common theme in like heterosexual relationships between men and women like super binary but uh, so i was just wanting to ask you guys what do you two think some of the most important elements in a healthy relationship are communication obviously because if you have a shitty boyfriend and you communicate it he will probably leave you because <laughs> he is shitty probably in honesty i guess and then trust something no no don't be an ass <laughs> yeah. all right <laughs> i mean i took all the good ones so he's got nothing left. i don't know everything kevin said Mm-hmm. Mandy and Kevin, what do you guys think? Why do you think that your relationship is successful? Slash, Mandy added this, what makes a relationship successful, do you think? I think communication, like Kevin said, but I think a lot of it is like we choose each other every day, all the time. And I think when one person like decides to not choose the other person it only takes one person for like shit to go downhill you know i think a big part of it is like listening i guess but like not in like not just a traditional listening to what people are saying but like listening to vibes people are giving off you can tell when they're interested in something when they're passionate about something being supportive of that i think is really important and being willing to adapt with each other and kind of grow together kind of makes sense just being willing to change together like it's there's nothing wrong with becoming more like your partner and then becoming more like you Mm -hmm. it's gonna happen in the long run no matter what and if you try to make it not happen that's gonna cause a lot of friction especially because you're gonna become different people and then you're gonna break up and then you have to find someone else and start all over. Yeah, I think that was kind of like, not necessarily a problem, but like when we started getting older and I started thinking, we both started thinking about how we've never really been with anybody else. And like, are we like depriving ourselves of experiences, especially when we were becoming like older teenagers or young adults? I almost kind of got the vibe that some people like, 
pitied us for only being with each other for so long. Oh, totally. Mm -hmm. So then that would kind of rub off on me and I'd think, oh God, maybe they're right. The more that I think about it and the more time I spend with Kevin, I just think everything seems right. And of course we're going to be like each other because we're with each other every second of every day. We have been since we were 14 for 10 years now. So it's just natural, especially when we were like growing up and like Mm -hmm. forming, like we were kids and then teenagers, like that's when you develop in all different kinds of ways so of course that's gonna happen and it's it's normal and i think it's a it's a good thing in our situation at least maybe not for other people why do you think our relationship is successful oh boy we practiced yesterday yeah. i don't know we su- support each other's interests and we give up our own wants for the other person pretty regularly you have to support what they're passionate about and being relaxed and going with the flow with things and yeah Totally. Being comfortable with each other is very, very important for sure. I had to learn to become more relaxed for him because totally in general, but also in our relationship, like I was, I'm uptight and anxious and worried about literally everything all the time, but I was even worse in our relationship a year and a half ago. And I had to really change that and like actively work on that. Because I was really bringing the mood down all the time. I was so negative. I was so moody. I was so getting caught up in my head all the time. And so I really had to work on being more relaxed. And I can say it's so much better. <laughs> it's so much. Like I really try. And I have to try all the time to still be that way. But we also balance each other out. Like Tyus, you are so relaxed. And so you said passive. And I'm aggressive. <laughs> So it works because he's so chill and he makes me more chill and brings me down and helps me gain some perspective. And I think, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think I've probably made you more aware of all the issues in the world and kind of, I mean, you already knew about them, but I'm way more like activist, passionate about all this social stuff and I'm more like worried about things and and I talk a lot about things that I care about. So maybe that's made you more aware of them or like think about them more i don't know you're more like this is terrible and i'm kind of like yeah it's terrible but i might not lose sleep over it mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds kind of bad but it's like well you have to stay sane <laughs> yeah like i was gonna say the like the game changer for me from like my previous girlfriends when i started dating you was you like accepting me for who i was supported like the, all the things i wanted to do and always wanted me to go do the things i wanted to do so, Aww, yeah. that's so nice i had to work on that too like i the only other relationship that i'd had was my boyfriend from high school who i broke up with in year two of university and so i was still like a kid and i was so immature and so needy like very stereotypical like needy and just like jealous i am but i'm trying to work on it that's a big thing is like i i want you to be happy and do things that you love and care about and i don't want to like put myself before you all the time be like no you have to do this with me like and i'm happy to like accompany you and what when you go do those things too he's way more adventurous than me so he could go off and do a three-day overnight hike at panorama ridge and i would stay home and i'm fine with that like i'm fine with letting him go or i'll go with him you should probably come on that he wants me to come but (laughs) (laughs) i'd also like to say the word successful what does that mean because like i think when we think of success it's like 
you've gotten to that point and nothing's ever going to go wrong again and you'll be successful for the rest of your life. Relationships are like this all the time. They're up and down. I know people can't see me. You know, we all go through things and have arguments and have times where we're in ruts and we've definitely had a few times where we've almost like broken up and we're always going to be enduring new things, especially in life and as a monogamous couple who's been together since we were 14, like we're experiencing all these milestones we have we've been together 10 years we haven't experienced marriage we haven't experienced having kids like who knows what kind of stresses that might put on us so it's just what makes it successful is just always trying your very best i think and i think that there's a lot more shallow markers for successful now with instagram and everything like everyone just wants to have a big house and cute dogs and the perfect baby and a white couch. <laughs> you can't dig under the surface on Instagram that much. So we just look at people and think, wow, that's such a perfect family. But everyone's just as messy as the rest of us. And we never see that part, or we don't see it enough at least. You know, to be successful, I don't think, is having material shit and having a child, working on Wall Street as a banker, or getting married. I think that for me, ultimately, like, it's about being happy and feeling fulfilled and having someone who blends with you. That if you choose to be monogamous, have a life partner, live together and all those traditional things, then it'll work and you'll be happy. I don't think that being successful is getting married, never divorcing them, and just staying miserable for 50 years. That's not successful for me, but that's what society wants to see. So I think, you know, we have to break that stigma or break that idea of like the perfect American family bullshit. To the polls! Do you find communication easy with your partner? 67% of our listeners said yes and 33% said no. I would say yes. Kevin makes it easy. I mean, occasionally he'll be like, oh god, do we have to talk about this right now? Which is like understandable at times, especially when I am a complainer a lot. Um, but he makes it easy. He's never aggressive, never like shuts off or pushes me away. He's always inviting, so... That's certainly a plus. And do you find it easy to communicate with me? Yes. Okay. Good answer. Transparent as always. Do I find it easy to communicate with you? Is that mm -hmm. the question? Mm -hmm. Sometimes. I would say no to sometimes. <laughs> I know that we have extremely different communication styles. We're literally on opposite ends where... I'm passive and you're aggressive. You don't want to talk about anything if you don't have to. And, and I want to talk about everything. And we're both stubborn. I can't just mm -hmm. like go to bed and like sit on something because then I get upset and I just want to talk through everything. So I've also been working on like sort of meeting him in the middle a bit more and because not every single thing in the whole planet has to be talked about. Sometimes you just have to cool off and put things into perspective and realize that not everything is like the end of your relationship. So I've had to really work on that, but I still really love talking. And for me, it's like, I feel so much relief when I talk and like get it out of my mind but ties like you're like i don't know some sometimes it's fine sometimes it's not mm -hmm. you never give me the silent treatment though you always like talk to me but you you do communicate and say like i don't want to talk about this right now and i'm just usually like now we're talking about and then she starts yelling at me i try not to yell sometimes i raise my voice but i try not to i think when we think of the form of communication like 
it's always about things that are typically hard to talk about. And it's like nobody, it's never fun talking about any of that shit. But mm-hmm. I think it definitely needs to be done. It can't just be swept under the rug for some people. Um, What's the hardest thing about being in a relationship? I took some of the main points from our listeners. Somebody said not wanting to compromise individual identity to be a couple. Somebody said trust is the hardest thing for them, which I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing because I think lots of people like if you are in a relationship before and the person cheated on you, I would get if like you would be scared of your next partner cheating on you. That's totally valid lots of people said communication somebody said the hardest part of being in a relationship is past traumas resurfacing that could be similar to like you know sexual abuse or somebody cheating on you etc projecting personal issues onto partners somebody said communication people say it's easy but then we find out we're afraid to communicate our needs it's a moment by moment thing i guess some for me it's the other person not wanting to do the same things that you want to do all the time it's really hard for me to like want to like take you like on a hike or take you skiing and you're like no i don't want to do that ever (laughs) i definitely feel that too because obviously if you're excited and passionate about something you want your significant other to be there with you experiencing the same Mm -hmm. joy that you're experiencing especially when it's something you really love doing kevin's been trying to get me to snowboard for years now and i just like really don't want to do it i just know i'm gonna break my face off but okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a a very understandable one what about you jess i would say the communication bit probably when you have such different styles of communicating and like Again, for me, I just want to talk everything out. So when he doesn't, like when he shuts down, it's really hard for me to like reconcile with that. So I think that's a big one is like having to change the way that you normally would just want to deal with something to sort of accommodate the other person. Like you can't just, it's not all about you anymore. You have to like really work on it. It's a ton of work, which is totally fine, but that's like the reality of relationships is it's not just like sunshine and roses all the time you have to like you're with one person for such a long time and you're two different people trying to blend your lives together like there's going to be a lot of things that need to be discussed yeah totally i think some people think like if you get in an argument with your significant other that means you're like not meant to be and it's like I think it's so naive to think that you're going to spend every waking second with this person for the rest Mm -hmm. of your life and, like, nothing's going to go wrong. (laughs) There's not going to be some kind of argument or disagreement or somebody's not going to be able to get their point across or whatever. Everyone argues. Exactly. (laughs) And if you're not arguing, then there's a problem. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) I think so, for sure. I would say the hardest thing about being in a relationship, I probably would have said communication, like, a few years ago, but I think it's something that gets really easy as long as i mean it's different for us too because we communicate like we're very similar and communicate in the same ways just with more practice it's like when i have something on my mind i'm not gonna not talk about it and then keep it bottled up and then freak out at cat <laughs> he's like yeah i've been on that end <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and then freak out at captain like weeks later after thinking about this one thing for like weeks and weeks and weeks i've just gotten way way better at just like as soon as i think of it i'm gonna say it right away and we'll just get it out of the way and that way it's like it's way easier to talk about because you 
haven't been like festering on it for so long. I'm over here festering about this thing, and Kevin is over here just like, la la la. Things are good. She has no idea. Yeah, I'm all happy. She's happy. And then I'm like, uh, okay. (laughs) Exactly. Where did this come from? And then you're like, why aren't you upset too? (laughs) Exactly. I don't even remember what happened. What do you mean you don't remember? It was the. Worst, worst part of our relationship ever. Oh, man. I've been thinking about this for weeks. Yeah. I'm like, oh. I don't even know what I had for dinner last night. Like, <laughs> you're just sitting there watching The Mandalorian. I have PTSD about that. So I guess now the hardest part of being in a relationship. I'm really bad at, like, when we have a problem, I tend to, like, blame everything on Kevin. and like yeah. 100%. <laughs> And now I'm trying to get better at being like, okay, like, is this problem because of me? I need to, like, reflect on myself and see what I'm doing wrong um, before I totally blame everything on Kevin. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, What about you? What do you think is the hardest part? I don't know. I wouldn't say it's overly hard, personally. (laughs) But, I mean, looking within and not pointing blame, I think it's super important because, like, in, in any situation, like, even when you're, like, in traffic and you're pissed off because some some guy cut you off. Like, I was reading a book, and you're going to love this. It's called, oh, geez. Oh, man. I haven't read it in a while. That's why I'm blanking. Oh, How to Win Friends and Influence People? Yeah, that one. So (laughs) one part of it was, like, if you're ever in a situation where you're unhappy with the outcome, look at it and try to understand it from, like, everyone's point of view kind of thing. And so was finding it hard to, like, justify, like, other people doing things that piss me off but I was trying to like work it out in my brain to understand like how I could see it from their point of view and I think that's super important in a relationship is just seeing it through someone else's eyes and seeing it how your partner sees it another thing that kind of ties into that is just always being mindful of your partner like even when you're out at the store and like you're you're getting something for yourself and you see something (laughs) that you you know your significant other is going to love like like why not just consider buying it (laughs) or like just keep yourself in check just do something nice every once in a while I mean I've found that person pretty hard so I started like a little journal thing for the week <laughs> and, I, and I had like a, a gift I for Mandy once a week <laughs> but it it was something I didn't do before like I I would just like you know flowers on Valentine's Day and gifts for Christmas sometimes go away on our anniversary but <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely important to like constantly be thinking about it so I'd say in the past that's definitely one of my weaker points good answer yeah I'm the best. You win, Kevin. (laughs) Yay! Kevin wins them all. I know. Kevin is the fan favorite. So you guys won for the little origin story. We completely failed in that department. Can't win them all. Yeah, that was Uh, pretty cute. Well, that one could go on for like hours. Yeah. That was like the skeleton edition. (laughs) Do you believe in soulmates slash the one? No. Probably not. Well, I don't know what soulmate means. I believe that you can have... Love at first sight? Incredible, beautiful, fulfilling connections with other people. I don't believe that there's one person in a planet of 8 billion people who's right for you. I think that you could probably find 100,000 people who you could get married to or spend the rest of your life with. And what are you doing here? You choose. You decide, and then you choose. This one's the most convenient. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true for the most part, though. It's Ooh. like whoever's close is like convenient for you. Because, I mean, 
you're right. You could fall in love, like perfectly in love and be happy with like a hundred thousand different people on the planet. And it's totally true. But it's, I mean, you got to find that person that, you know, you, you really wouldn't want to look for those other hundred thousand people. Aww, and it's like, if they were really gone, cute. you wouldn't want to be looking for that those other people Kevin wins again Kevin fucking Manny started being like and then she ended like oh it's so sweet I don't believe in soulmates at all either I think like we were talking before like Jess said you choose each other every day I do think you know of course it's like I don't know if luck is it or chance but of course we grew up in the same place and went to school together so that's how we met and that's why we're together it's all just fall in love with a million different people it's just who you decide to and who you want to continue falling in love with i like to think that that idea is out there but i don't believe in it either it's mm-hmm. too fairy tale. It doesn't make sense. There's too many people on, in the, on the earth. It's not like the nicest thing to think like, oh, there could be a hundred thousand other people like like I want to be with you. I don't I have no desire to seek out a different person. So you want to believe that there are soulmates, but in your heart you know there aren't. Right. It would be yeah. so easy, which is why that exists because it would just be so easy to be like, this is my my person. My one person for life. Simple, easy, American. And if you believe in if you believe in soulmates, then how would you ever like decide to be with a person forever? Because mm-hmm. you'd be like, what if this person isn't my soulmate? Oh my god, mm-hmm. am I ever gonna find them? Mm-hmm. Right. And you're just worrying about that your whole life. But I do think that like you know I think about our relationship and I think about not being together and I wouldn't you know that makes me really upset because I would never want that like I think we work so well together even in times that we don't so it's like I really want to make this work and I really want to be together and yeah choose to be together every day because that's what I want cute next question was do you think you're hard to love 62% of my listeners said yes they do think they're hard to love i think i voted yes (laughs) i'm just complaining all the time kevin's probably like oh my god get this bitch out of here i mean (laughs) it's not actually (laughs) i just think i'm a bit of a handful at times is all i think we all can be i think yeah everyone can be hard to love at times Mm-hmm. It's just human nature. So, so you think you're hard to love? I don't know, like there is a yes and no answer to that question. <laughs> I think that's why there's such a big divide there. Sometimes it's because yeah, sometimes everyone is hard to love. Doesn't matter who you are, like you're gonna be hard to love in some way or another at some. You? No. <laughs> <laughs> why? I'm a catch. There you go. Know your <laughs> worth, ladies and gentlemen. You're a boss ass bitch. <laughs> don't think i am <laughs> and you're passive mm-hmm. you don't make things difficult at all totally 99 of our fights are because well that's not true 80 70 of our fights are because i'm getting uptight about something i think i don't think that i'm hard to love i think i might be hard to be in a relationship with no. because really no oh why <laughs> past experience oh so compared to the <laughs> compared to the others i'm pretty good Yes. I just kind of thought the same thing as Mandy. Like, I see it in myself now how I can get so uptight and make things harder than they need to be. So I'm trying to work on that all the time. Have some confidence, lady. Aww. I'm the best. Me? Yeah. Um, I'm so lovable. There's nothing wrong with me. You gotta be the best to to be with the best. Kevin has it. Oh, cute. You gotta be the best to be with the best. That's very true. I, when I was in my Tumblr days, the 
quote of like the century was you can't love anyone until you love yourself do you guys think that's true no i don't think that's true we are capable of loving people when we don't love ourselves but i don't think that love works out when we don't love ourselves i think another reason our relationship has really worked is because we're both very like even in high school and middle school we didn't really hang out at school we only really well kevin also didn't go to school that often but that's besides the point that's the life we're our own people and we come together to create this own relationship it's not like we sacrifice parts of ourselves for each other it's like we're just separate people living our own lives and we come together to live a great life together. If you don't love yourself, then I think you're sacrificing parts of yourself so you can give love to the other person and I think that's not good. I definitely think it makes things a lot harder if you're not, if you don't love yourself because if you don't love yourself or really maybe if you have a low self-esteem or you don't take yourself seriously or you don't care for yourself hate that when you do that exactly it (laughs) manifests if you like have low self-esteem and she puts herself down yeah he really hates i hate it because i'm so wonderful i guess like anything but like when you like look in the mirror and you're like my hair fucking sucks this is terrible <laughs> or like why can't i get this goddamn eyebrow right like i'm so ugly like i look like a witch <laughs> stop what the heck are you doing mm-hmm. and that makes it hard for me because i think more confident secure people who are who love themselves however that goes are they have so much more capacity to like throw themselves into things like you can you have a lot more to offer i think i don't know that just makes sense to me if you're so confident you're not like dragging anything down by being like oh woe is me like i'm so this i'm so that blah 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 yeah i've met people like that and it's not attractive to me to date or be with someone who's like oh i'm so ugly i'm so but you have those days sometimes also i think it's okay to have those days none of us love ourselves 100 percent of the time for the rest of our lives (laughs) (laughs) literally though i don't know how people get so hung up on stuff like that though i like look at myself sometimes in the mirror i'm like oh That's but gross. it is what it is, right? <laughs> I move on like a minute later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's irrelevant. Whatever the hell I want from the fridge or whatever, I'm like over it. Mm-hmm. I don't get why people get so hung up on the shit like that. So stupid. I would kill to have your brain. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> no, I'm the same way though. It's, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's you, you are who you are. There's not really anything you can do about your physical appearance that much. Just accept it kind of thing. I think that's definitely the mentality that I have too. Yeah, I would say you can love someone if you don't really love yourself but it does make it a lot harder especially because you're always looking for the flaws in yourself and you'll project that into how you see other people and that's why the Grinch stole Christmas (laughs) Kevin wins again I just want Kevin to like sit beside my bed and tell me bedtime stories (laughs) oh my god Kevin can you narrate my life can I borrow Kevin for like a weekend move over Morgan Freeman Kevin will cuddle with us in bed (laughs) uh no Kevin will not. Platonically. I'll be on the foot of the bed. He'll be on your side. You'll be Kevin on the will, Kevin will be on the shelf. He'll be on a shelf <laughs> above the bed. A shelf elf. Shelf Kevin. Shelf Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also wanted to say we have realized, like, like I said, you don't love yourself all the time. It goes like this. 
for everyone, especially women, I'm sure. Except Ty. Except Ty, yes. Except me. But we find our relationship thrives when we are each other, like, as separate mm. beings are... She's stealing this from me. Would you, would you like to say it? We are best together when we are content with ourselves the most. So if we focus on ourselves individually being happy, and for me that's like the journal and like making sure I'm in check, making sure I'm exercising, I'm keeping Mandy in mind, I'm being considerate around the house, I'm, you know, making dinner and stuff. and Unloading the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, just, just being super mindful. Whenever I'm in that state and I'm regularly exercising and I'm limiting my Pepsi intake, that's when I am at my best, and that's when we're at our best, I find. Yeah, it just is kind of like a domino effect, I guess. Because mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, Kevin's doing all this stuff for me. Now I feel like I can do all this stuff for him or get something else done in my life or have the time to do things for me because Kevin's done things for me. And everything just thrives that way. Relationship advice for your younger self. The main points from our listeners were be yourself. Don't fall for the version of someone you made in your head fraudulent love picking someone you actually like not just because they show interest in you oh my god if i could go back and tell myself all the stupid shit that i did like but i I, you know that also makes you into the person you are today but the boys that i let just walk all over me and disrespect me Oh my god. If I could go back today, they wouldn't stand a fucking chance. <laughs> You'd kick them in the penis. I would kick them in the penis, except none of them haven't. And all of my girlfriends who just had the worst boyfriends ever, the bar is just so low. I mean, I've learned through the years what I deserve, and sometimes even when you know in hindsight what you deserve, you still allow yourself to, to hang out and just honestly waste time with people who don't deserve you. And because you want attention or... Well, you don't always know what people are are like. Decent people are like if you've never been surrounded by decent people. That's very true. You have to move through different friend groups and evolve and meet new people to see stuff. Like when you're in high school, it's kind of slim pickings. Totally. You can wind up in the wrong friend group in high school and then Mm -hmm. you don't want to know what it can be. And that's when you find that like you, you do fit into a group even though it's not the right group because you just you don't have that experience and then you can definitely find yourself super unhappy like i've had friends who are really amazing people people that are my role models in my personal life and in high school they were in totally wrong crowds they were going out and partying with people they found themselves so unbelievably unhappy and as soon as they cut those ties and they decided like i need to focus on myself and they kind of got away from that and they started figuring out who they were they started becoming these amazing people because they just decided to start from the ground up. Like everyone kind of goes through a phase like that. Ty said about like like having those groups and it does help you figure out who you are. And it's it's hard to know if you're in the right group if you haven't even been in any or you've only been in a couple and you've never been happy with it. Like the same the same thing goes for like relationships. You don't know you don't know what a relationship could be if you've been in a shitty one from the start and you just think oh this is what it is right then you just settle (laughs) for the rest of your life totally because you don't know what you don't know what could be that's what i always think about like i used to work at a clothing store and women would come in and return their dresses and they'd say the reason is because their husband didn't like it and i would just be like what the fuck like (laughs) why who cares like if you like it then get the dress or in any situation where women are being like mistreated or they're just falling for stupid fuck boys i'm like 
why? Like, don't you have the mental capacity to, like, not choose those kinds of people? But it's like, I've never really dealt with a fuckboy. I've never been in a relationship with a fuckboy. I've only been treated nicely. I've only been in a relationship with a person who's treated me well. So I... And that's all I know. And I think that's really lucky. Um, And most, I would say most women aren't so lucky. (laughs) And I actually wanted to say too that you can be in a relationship with a nice guy and he can still not be enough for you. Like I had to really reckon with that when I broke up with my first boyfriend. He treated me well with respect. He was kind. He was thoughtful. He was very loving and bought me things and was, and really loved me. But that is still a bare minimum. You have to have a lot more depth to a relationship than that. I struggled with that and eventually came to the realization that like, I don't love him anymore and I'm not just gonna stick around because he's a nice guy. And you know, we could go on for hours about nice guys, but that's the thing that I don't like the idea that women are fed, we only go for bad boys and we don't like nice guys and nice guys finish last. And I believe that because every nice guy who I went on a date with, anyone who was like genuinely interested in me and like Loki wanted to be with me, I never was interested back. And so I thought, oh, like there's something wrong with me. All of these guys are so sweet and I'm not interested. But that's because the dating pool is so small. Like, you have to find the right person. It's not about... Because Ty was sweet and thoughtful and kind and but wonderful. But also a bad boy. But also, I was very into him. Yeah, it has to be the right person. You have to be both. The questions we got from our listeners. The first question was, <laughs> did you have a conversation about monogamy slash polyamory in the beginning of the relationship? No. No. We were but children. Well, we were like, what's, <laughs> One was po- a lot. what's monogamy? What's polyamory? Like, what's we a were polygon? fucking 14. So, nobody, yeah, the general construct was a polygon. You know, everyone <laughs> expects to just be one person for the rest of their life. That's like the norm thing to do. So, I don't have any advice on that. I'm, I doubt we will ever be polyamorous. What about you guys? No. No. We never had a conversation about Not it. Not gonna happen. No. Shut that shit down. (laughs) It was kind of just a known, I think, that we weren't really like that. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Like, when we were in the very early stages of, like, that phase between your first date and, like, being in a relationship with them, I, like, let him know when I was ready to, like be completely exclusive i did i was like like, what the heck is this crap well i wanted you to know that you were the only one that i was like i'm ready to be exclusive with you like i'm not like i'm confident that this is something that i want wasn't Mm -hmm. for me Mm -hmm. you were Mm -hmm. i mean here's what i've been thinking about is like Obviously, we've all been raised in a society that is like, monogamy is the only way. So obviously, we all think that way. It's very against the grain to be polyamorous. Um, and you really have to have like, the scope and the depth to like understand polyamory and like respect it and like completely fully get it. I'm assuming there's so many people who are like, oh yeah, like let's let's open it up. Like let's sleep with other people. Like sounds great, blah, blah, blah. And they don't really like have the depth to understand what that entails. And they're not really doing it in the way that I think it's intended to be. It's not for us, but you know. 
I don't think I'd ever be able to be fully connected to somebody if that was the case. Yeah. I also think that's not necessarily the idea of polyamory. Like, I think what polyamory is, is, like, typically people have, like, one solid partner, which if we were polyamorous, that would be Kevin. And then we each would have, like, different people that we would, like, sleep with or go to coffee with or, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just too hard to manage with COVID and stuff. So, <laughs> if I had a primary partner and that was the like the way the relationship was, I wouldn't be able to connect with that primary partner. It wouldn't feel the way I wanted it to. It just wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. I think I'd also just be so incredibly jealous all the time. Like it wouldn't even matter that I had like two partners. I'd just be like, she's seeing some other yeah, cock bag. Absolutely. <laughs> some other cock bag. <laughs> Nozzle. I think that's why when people are in polyamorous relationships that boundaries and like it really has is something that has to be discussed like we had one person mm-hmm. ask us a question that was like how do I know if if my boyfriend actually wants to be polyamorous or if he just wants to like sleep with other people or cheat on me or not mm-hmm. be with me anymore or whatever and I think that just you know it has to come down to like a mutual agreement and a, like lots and lots of preparation and conversations that's a tricky thing to manage and that's the thing too it's like I can't stand it when people are like act like they never feel jealousy when that's like such a human thing to feel. I honestly don't know how I navigate it either. I think, you know, a lot of it has to come down with, you know, loving yourself and how you feel about yourself. We all feel jealous, just like we all feel sad and happy and angry. Like it's totally normal. It's human nature. I watched a documentary about polyamory to understand it more. And I think it was a Vice documentary. And it was really interesting. It was like 20 minutes. and But it seemed very, like, too good to be true. I thought it was very real and very raw and explained what it was really well. But at the same time, I was like, wow, like, how do these people manage their jealousy? I actually know, personally, people who are in open relationships. And I know from them that there are boundaries. And there there has to be, there are rules and conversations that happen because there is jealousy and there are things that would take it too far. It's also, you know, it depends on the individual and the couple. It's not necessarily just like this easy hippie love, like, oh, we can just all have sex and it's fine. There's rules and um, there's certain ways that it works for certain people. I think that would be so hard to navigate, honestly. Kind of impressive for people who can. Oh, for sure. Our next question is, how to get in the mood when you're never in the mood? Slash how to boost libido. Porn. Kevin. That was a joke, right? Or are you serious? I mean, no, like it, for sure. It does help. Totally. (laughs) It creates a level playing field for both of you to be at. I mean, if you look at it logically, you're, you're really setting the mood and not in the light a candle put on a playlist kind of thing we just answered one of the questions somebody i know i didn't really want to get into it but (laughs) i was gonna save the best for later do you have anything else besides that then and then we can like elaborate on that later if you want a a good pg-13 answer it's it's my one from earlier where it's just being mindful of each other and that ties into just keeping the other person always in mind and i think you'll find that you are probably more likely to want to to want to because you're thinking of them especially if you're in a relationship where you're in a good fit i mean if you're thinking about them it's not going to be negative stuff like it it'll never be negative stuff so if you always keep those positive reinforcements in your head you're probably going to want to do it more <laughs> it's also 
worth mentioning that our results were because we asked has mismatched libido ever been a problem for you 76 percent of people said yes so it's obviously very relevant for a lot of people and obviously in our society sex is like somehow everything but also not talked about at the same time so if you're not having sex or not having the sex that you want nobody ever knows and everyone feels alone there's so much that goes into sex drive we've gotten a few questions about it I always recommend the book Come As You Are, always. It's like literally the number one book ever and it makes you, it just makes you feel like you're not alone and makes you feel normal. There's just so many things, there's so many factors. Your lifestyle, your relationship, are there issues in the relationship, your stress, your diet, your hormone levels, are you on birth control? Mandy and I talked about that. I'm currently (laughs) dealing with having a libido that's much lower than my partner, and I actually just got tested yesterday by my naturopath, and my testosterone levels are fucking so low, and that's a huge reason why you can have a low sex drive. I heard it on a podcast, Someone was saying testosterone levels and libido go hand in hand. And I was like, oh, interesting. Wrote it in my notes, asked my naturopath, and he was like, oh, like, yes, that's very much a thing. So he tested my testosterone, which he's never done. And sure enough, it was like on the floor, so low. And that's hormones and that's genetics. And there are natural things that you can do for raising your testosterone. It's nothing invasive or medical just natural things that you can do so i just want other people to not feel alone if that's something that they're dealing with and it can be something as simple as your hormones that you have no control over whatsoever i would also say if that is something that you're considering to make sure you see a professional about it because they do have types of testosterone that people at the gym will take and it's not necessarily a long-term solution and i think if you take it as a long-term solution, it'll mess up your system naturally from doing what could have been done by seeing a naturopath mm-hmm. or any doctor really to test your blood because it is a pretty simple test. I'm doing maca root. We tested it. If I were to introduce maca into my system, my testosterone levels would shoot up to like exactly mid-normal levels. Kind of cool. I'm excited to like see what happens. <laughs> I've never had an issue with getting in the mood. I can pretty much just think about it and be ready to go. <laughs> I never had that problem, but I did notice when I got like super ripped. When I when I like cut down a lot, I noticed my sex drive did get lower. I did start eating maca root every day and not knowing that it raises testosterone and my sex drive kind of got really fucking crazy again, like more than normal. So mm. I had to cut that shit out because our libidos don't match up. So kombucha helps. The amount of fat that you have actually on your body can dictate your sex drive because your fat like really like regulates your hormones people that get like that go into those fitness competitions and get super jacked and ripped like they lose their sex drive because they're all they're eating is protein they're not eating fats and carbs you still have to eat like your fats and stuff like so chia seeds like pumpkin seeds flaxseed peanut butter avocados like i've been to a sex doctor and just been to like therapy talked about it and listened to all these podcasts about it one of the huge things that i learned was that just totally makes sense is we're we're obviously exist under capitalism we're all working all the time we're all uptight and stressed all the time so how can you be stressed and uptight all day and then just be expected to like loosen up in the bedroom at night 
Like, it just doesn't make sense. So if you get more physical throughout the day just with yourself, like, if you move your body more, move your hips around, like, just loosen up your body. You don't have to do, like, a full two-hour workout, but if you just, like, move your hips, touch your body in a non-sexual way, like, just sort of, like, be nice with your body and, like, touch yourself, just get more in touch with your body and in tune with your body, that can really help as well. Especially for women, I will say, and not every woman is the same, but for a lot of women, it's very mental and you have to be in the mindset for sex. Sometimes it can be really spontaneous, but other times, you know, you want to maybe like engineer a really nice evening and like make it special, have go away somewhere or make it intentional and have a really nice date and dress up or do whatever. Um, but something that will indicate to both of you that this night is special without the pressure of expecting sex if you don't have sex at the end of the night that's okay but if you do that's great like next question how can couples be more motivated to get things done around the house <laughs> i think things should be somewhat even although it doesn't always feel that way no it's never going to be completely even of course i hate vacuuming and kevin always does the vacuuming and yeah. i think you hate it though because i always garbage do yeah i think i hate it because i never have to do it yeah we kind of established like our our cleaning roles in the apartment like i would always like vacuum and Swiffer the floor and like the living room and the second bedroom was always my responsibility and same with like the dining area but here it's definitely a little bit different because we don't have a second bedroom the dining area is part of the kitchen so i feel like mandy definitely does more in that aspect but in regards to like getting motivated to do stuff it's like if you get home try to like just hammer out like five to ten minutes of cleaning before you sit on the couch because once you sit on that damn couch you're not getting up putting on some music that you actually enjoy so you don't have to think about cleaning and if it's on the weekend or something you guys are cleaning together clean together like do it at the same time don't be alternating like that's not going to help anyone if you're like watching netflix and your significant other is like doing the dishes like obviously you're just going to feel guilty because they're doing the dishes and you're not like cleaning together helps especially when you start living together it needs to be established quickly i think lots of couples just run into the problem of feeling like i feel like i'm picking weight picking up way more weight than you and i feel like it's uneven and something needs to be done about that obviously a common theme communication talk about it but that's the name of the episode yeah and i think honestly especially for women it's like we are kind of low-key expected to like i do do all the cooking and it's because i like cooking all the no, cooking. No, no, no 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 sorry 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 I don't do all the I cooking. I cook all the junk food. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I put the avocado wedges in the oven. <laughs> I rip the bag open. But like, yeah, women are definitely expected still, even if we have jobs, to like do the cooking, do the cleaning. Kevin will get up from the living room and put his plate on the counter instead of in the dishwasher. And I'm like, you could have just put it in the dishwasher. Oh fucking God. <laughs> and it's like, he puts Bad it news. there because he expects me to clean it up. That's not you, the reason. you don't say that out loud, but it's like, well, it'll, something will happen with it. Like, it's fine. Mm, no. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it 
is. No, it's not. I don't expect you to do shit. Well, exactly. Like, that's kind of the thing, too. It's like you have no expectation. You're just putting it there. And then, walking I don't think that's entirely accurate. <laughs> even if, like, even, like, when I empty out, like, my lunch bag from work, like, I'll put, like, my shaker cup on the counter. Or sometimes I'll just leave it in the bag. And then... I'll be like, I don't want to deal with this. I'm going to do it later. I'm going to do it tomorrow. And then I come back and like Mandy's already done it. And I'm like, great. Now she's going to be like, it, I put like that away. It's like there for three days. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, dude, like yeah. oh, you didn't even God. give me a chance to get to it. Like, and then they, then they get mad at you later. Yeah. They're like, oh, I did all this. Like, why don't you just put it away? It's, I was but it's like, to. I gave you. It's entrapment. I gave you, a, I gave you a chance three days in a row when the shaker cup is still sitting oh, bad, on the edge Bad move, the Kevin. Bad move. <laughs> Kevin loses. Kevin loses this one. No, it's not. I literally counted three the days, days one time. I kept wanting to put it away, but I was like, I'm just going to wait to see when he puts it away. <laughs> but this can all be rooted back to communication. Yeah. Then he's going to just keep putting away my shaker bottles and then she's going to like snap one day <laughs> and break a window or something with the bottle. Oh and be my like, God. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, holy how would you I, say something i've never broken windows why do you make me sound violent <laughs> okay but have you ever had to open up a mason jar that's been full of overnight oats and been sitting over the weekend for three days and it just reeks like I just, mold i forget about it in my lunch kit tyrell will come home from work on friday leave his <laughs> nasty ass mason jar of overnight oat remains in his lunch kit for 72 hours, go to work the next day. He opens it up in the morning when he's ready to go to work. He sees, oh, I forgot to do this. Takes the empty, nasty one out, puts it in the sink, leaves it for me to look at all day. I open it up, get a headache from the fumes, get angry. Give me a break. Put it in the dishwasher. You're such a a princess. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I literally do everything around this house. I fucking vacuum, I fucking clean the toilets. I mop, I clean the kitchen, I dust, I clean the bathroom counters, I clean the sinks, mm-hmm. I vacuum mm-hmm. the carpets. Here's the thing. I like what Kevin said about you each have your own chores. Like, you have your designated chores. I think that's a good idea to just have expectations laid out so that you don't have to guess. I lost my job in March, and I told Ty, I'm more than happy to do more because you're are working for eight hours. That's completely fine. But when I say doing more, I mean like 60, 40, not like 90, 10. It's not like that. It is like that. No, it's not. But I also will say, this isn't the case for everyone, but there's definitely pain points when you each have different standards of cleanliness. And that's not necessarily anyone's fault. Can we just say that the majority of women know how to fucking clean because that's what we've been taught? My mom was like, come in the kitchen. I want you to see how I cook mashed potatoes. Come watch me clean a toilet so you know how. On average, women have higher standards of cleanliness most of the time. Not always. And I think that causes a lot of problems because you can't just tell someone to be better and be cleaner necessarily if they think that they're doing enough. Like if they're cleaning, but it's just not up to your standards. So you kind of have to meet them in the middle. But if your standards are like in the dumpster fire of nasty, then you need to work harder to be there for your partner and if you're being unreasonable and you're like psycho clean then you need to relax but i genuinely don't believe that i'm psycho at all i think that our house is actually 
not taken care of enough. That's cool. I wish my parents taught me how to, like, make mashed potatoes. I didn't learn these things. And I was raised by my grandma, who, like, did everything for us. And then when I lived with my dad, he went with his girlfriend to his girlfriend's house all the time. So it was just me and my sister and we were teenagers at home. Literally just the two of us all the time. So we would just do everything ourselves. We'd buy our own groceries. We'd clean. We'd make our own dinner. So that's how I learned. But still, it's like I had to learn myself. And then when I started going to Kevin's house and his dad made dinner for him every single night and I was like what <laughs> what a luxury like it's always the same dinners though I was able to learn how to do things for myself that way and like not that it's a bad thing that Kevin's dad made him dinner every night I think that's an amazing thing but, son of a bitch but yeah there's just a lack of I don't know learning there I guess I think a lot of that comes from like how women are typically the cooks because it's like your mother teaches you how to cook mm-hmm. like you're, in your case Jess whereas I mean Rod wasn't like here yeah. Mandy this is this is how you make mashed potatoes or scrambled eggs. He was eggs. like I'll make you pierogies once in a while otherwise you're on your own. <laughs> yep. Girls <laughs> so. are just more custom and, and more knowledgeable in that area so it gets projected onto the daughters. I, I feel like oh we'll, we'll teach our daughters to cook and then we'll just cook for our son. Yeah no you should be teaching them both so when they become parents they give it to both their children they they give it to boys and girls they don't just give it to girls and then continue the oppression did you ever like did you ever cook things with your parents when you were a kid like i always made cookies with my mom no like i would fold laundry with my mom but when it comes to food it was like you just kind of ate what was given to you Mm. the the biggest rule was if you put on your plate you have to eat it and if you want pierogies at 11 in the morning well you have to make your own Mm. pierogies at 11 in the morning were you taught about cooking and cleaning i made lasagnas i baked cookies and stuff and cleaning yeah i cleaned my own bathroom yeah i vacuumed and took the garbage out and helped my dad in the yard and around the house i actually probably didn't do enough but then interestingly enough when i moved in to my own place then i started to do things more because it was my place so i think i keep it it's not perfect but i keep it clean because i care about it and because i want to it's way different from having like someone tell you to do your chores and stuff i think it's the same for me in that case i was pretty slow when it comes to cleaning but kind of what ty said like i would i would do like yard work there's a good point i have no idea how to cut a lawn so oh and i love it it's it's so (laughs) simple how long did you wait in the relationship to move in together we waited till we were responsible adults yeah (laughs) we started dating when we were 14 and then we moved in together when we were 21 oh i don't know how many years do the math i don't know do the math it does seem young (laughs) but at the same time i was like he lived like 20 minutes away from me and i would drive there every single night honestly um or he would drive me i would drive i would go pick her up drive back hang out drop her off drive back or we'd have sleepovers the responsibilities of a man (laughs) but yes it was just inconvenient to be going back and forth every night when we could simply just be living together so actually this is interesting i've never really talked about it on the podcast we were in a long distance relationship when we met yeah we did six months long distance and we would take turns driving, so we saw each other every single weekend. It was a lot of ferry costs driving on. So I would drive and walk on the ferry, and he would pick me up every uh, second weekend. Sometimes I would drive back, and Ty would dro- drove over a few times too. 
otherwise he would walk on the ferry and I would pick him up and we did that every weekend for six months. It was really great, like we had spent so much time together and then we'd miss each other during the week and then you have the weekend and you're all like excited. Fun little adventure. Yeah, and now every day is an adventure. Tell me about it. And then I moved to Chilliwack for four months to work for my co-op and then I came back, which was hard, so we lived in the same town for four months and then I came back and we did a few more months long distance and I was finishing up my last semester at UVic and he moved into the condo with me and we've been living together for a year, a year and, a, and half. a half now. Okay, I thought this next question was a joke, but I really couldn't tell, so I decided to leave it in. <laughs> Does the issue of sex affect your relationship with God? I... Nope. Thought it was a joke. I realized some people probably think I'm Christian because I used to attend a Christian event with skateboarding. I'm not Christian. This is not a Christian podcast. Um, <laughs> Sorry to mislead you. The issue of sex does not affect our relationship with God because we don't have a relationship with God. Next question. Do you use porn as a couple? And as Kevin hinted earlier, occasionally, yes, we do. Honestly, recommend. It just helps get you in the mood. We've been dating for 10 freaking years, people. Things get a little stale at times and you need to find things to spice it up. And that is one thing that could help if you're feeling like, oh, what could we do next? That could be one thing. It can be an issue because like, we've talked about this on the podcast before. It's much easier to find porn that men will enjoy than women. So it's, sometimes <laughs> it takes a little bit of scrolling, but once you find something good, you're good to go. It, it can feel a little weird and awkward at first, but it's fun. That's a really tricky one, though, because for me, if we ever do that, I definitely, I've never picked a video He's for always us. like, you have to choose something. I don't want to pick anything because I don't want her to read anything into it you know it's like i don't like if he picks think. a chick with like big titties or something i'm like oh god i yeah. don't have big titties no exactly <laughs> and then and there's so many different kinds yeah. of pornography i mean i'm not like embarrassed to be like oh like this is something i like i'm i just don't want you to think like oh this is what i should be more like because this is what he's interested in yeah it's because it's, it's not related i always want kevin to choose something because it's like men just know where to go on porn sites i just never know how to like search for things and i think uh men are typically more equipped in that department you use a porn site that's like super feministy though right that you pay for like nice nice porn i've never gotten the subscription but they do have free videos on there it's called lust cinema and it's like definitely more targeted towards lust. like what women would like and they're definitely more like films than just like trashy oh, quality little videos that were filmed on iphones you know we do not use porn i read on the twitter the other day you guys don't watch porn together no sir would you no ma'am that's what kevin's getting at no why don't need to. That is true for you. Ready to freaking go right now. I'm not against it at all. Like, I've watched porn before. I just feel like I would get too insecure about it, honestly. And maybe that's childish, but I think I would probably feel, like, weird and jealous, even though I know he doesn't care about whatever person is on the screen. If you haven't tried it, like, you can't knock it, I guess? Yeah, I'm not pressuring you guys to do it by any means. I have the same thing. I just heard it would help on a podcast and I was like, maybe we should try this. But I didn't really want to, like I was scared. I've never really watched porn before and I just was scared it would go over weirdly. I don't know why, but it ended up going really well. And of course, like I said- How does it go? <laughs> well, first. <laughs> 
We did it on the VR one time, and that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, shit. Fuck, yes. You did it on the VR? It's like if they took like a like a widescreen format and put you like a little bit in, so you could look to the left and the right. And the and the speakers are like right next to your ears, so it's pretty immersive. Surround sound. So then, do you start like banging with the headset on or what? (laughs) Yeah. For like a little bit, yeah. You know, and it's like you're not necessarily watching it the whole time. Eventually, Mm -hmm. you get into each other. It's not like. One of us is just staring at the screen while while we're getting off by the other yeah. person. It just helps to like ease into it, and it's not something we do very often, honestly. But it's it's fun when we do. Actually, I will say I don't read it now, but I I would be open to it, and I think it's something else that other women or people might be into is like literotica as well like if you like to read stories and things like that i used to read them all the time and i really like them if you don't feel comfortable with porn or if you want to do it in addition to or whatever you want like sometimes it's just nice to like read and like get in that zone i don't know if you feel this way but i think a lot of people feel like if they can't just get excited naturally it's like not right I don't believe that, but I think that's something that we're made to believe. It's, like, taboo, and you should just, like, be turned on naturally all the time. What do you think about that? I don't know. Whatever gets you going. Yeah. Whatever gets the job done. (laughs) I think people look at, like, porn that way or even, like, sex toys and stuff. They think if this person wants to do this thing, then that means I'm not enough or something. And I think, Mm -hmm. like, especially after 10 years together, it's just, I just look at it as, like, oh, but something new we can try. Nothing's ever taken away. It's just a a new way to try something that we've been doing for so long already. You can, like, not be in the mood either and knowing know that you're gonna like it once you're doing it if you just like start thinking about it or you watch something or do whatever like it's gonna get you there how long into the relationship did you say i love you jessica did after about 15 minutes Uh, after i kissed her really awkwardly you were in love with me from the start i think jessica got super wine drunk one night (laughs) this whole podcast is me getting drunk started bawling i think i love you yeah but it was more like i think i love you on the front yard of my friend's house at her birthday that's movie netflix originals yeah it was movie i felt special you should have felt special that's such a romantic moment well then what happened i need to know (laughs) i said it oh no i did i did i was drunk and he didn't say it back at first and i got upset and i was like do you like do you not feel (laughs) the same way and you said no i do i just wanted this to happen a different way (laughs) i don't know if you actually said i love you but you said like no i do feel the same way and then we laid on the grass looked at the stars and then he drove me home (laughs) what about you guys well we were 12. (laughs) we went to the local frozen yogurt place I just left my mom's. Kevin said it first. I don't we know. would have been 14. <laughs> Do you remember how it went? The first time was definitely over text. I don't remember that. I don't think you said I love you to me over text. I think you're confusing me with your other girlfriend. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not. I, I'm not. I don't remember that. I what remember did you it with say? With the first girlfriend, too. Oh my god. 
What did you say to me? I was driving to Abbotsford, or someone was driving me to Abbotsford. I wasn't 14 and going for a joyride. I texted Mandy asking what she would say if I told her that I loved her. And I think she said, I'd say, well, good, because I think I love you too. I remember that, but I remember like saying that in person. I don't remember it over text. It's, it's hazy. It was 10 years ago, people. <laughs> a whole decade. But yeah, Kevin said it first, which was also surprising because I, so I fell in love with Kevin before he fell in love with me. I'm just a hopeless romantic. Here we are. Hey, days. Next question. That. How to know when it's time to move on from a relationship that's no longer serving you? Are you happy? <laughs> yeah, if you're not happy, then it may be time. When you know, you know. I think when you know, you know. And if you're asking this question, you're already there. If you're Googling, how do I know when to break up with my boyfriend? you're there like just in general like dating it's like if you're confused about if someone likes you or not like they don't, they don't. like you like yeah. you you will know 100 percent. Mm-hmm. i think it's kind of the same it's important not to like just be like oh well i'm not sure so fuck them i'm gonna go get drunk and go with someone else or something like it's important to talk about these things and have that open communication yeah and not being afraid to just say how you feel because i mean they deserve that much and it's, it's the most I mean, direct way you you deserve that much yeah. too to be be able to just get out in the open like you're not hurting anyone like worst case scenario you're not right for each other and you weren't going to be happy anyway exactly and you break up sooner mm-hmm. like then you find the person you're really meant to be yeah. with then the longer you say <laughs> stay single the longer they bang your future wife that's what i've heard so wait what? get it over and done with. i don't get that <laughs> what do you mean explain that to me you got to go find that person quicker oh yeah. i got it be okay. open with your communication because you want to find who's right for you so if they're not before right, they get banged before they get banged by some other dude my first boyfriend i dated for two years and i was i wasn't really happy anymore i didn't really love him anymore but i was so confused and didn't really know what to do and i think worried and all those things and i just realized at a certain point like if i'm thinking about it this much and worrying about it this much like all the time calling my mom and asking her what she thought and all this stuff it was sort of like if you know you know and i just hate to think of people getting stuck in relationships just because it's comfortable or because they're nice to you because some people are in relationships with people who aren't nice to them And then they get into a relationship with someone who is nice to them and they just stay forever and ever. So yeah, I guess just differentiating between what you do have and what you could have. And if you're thinking about it this much and just it's consuming you, then maybe it is time to move on. I remember what you said to me a month after. You said you love me. What? And you're like, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Oh my god. What did you say back? I said, let's do it. Do you know what Kevin said to me? He said, we were young and I was like, I don't want to be like one of those couples that like dates for like two weeks and then breaks up. And he's like, oh no, I could see us dating for at least two years. (laughs) Based on my first relationship and how I had aged so wisely, I was like, this is an accurate projection of the bare minimum. (laughs) Perfect. I mean, when when you're at a point where you're changing so much, I mean, I thought it was a pretty accurate. It's true. Accurate number because a lot of people are dating for like a couple weeks who were like together forever like i remember when kevin came to one of my family get-togethers we just finished our year anniversary and she was like you guys have been together for a year that's like a hundred years in middle school years that's like one more to go (laughs) (laughs) um and their last 
last question is how to navigate a relationship when you have different love languages. My love language is physical touch and words of affirmation. This is all according to a lovely online survey. Quiz, yeah. Kevin, what's your love language? Pisces, just kidding. Quality time. And I think it's quite obvious, despite the test, that physical touch is my love language. And Kevin knows that. And he knows how to implement little things in my day that make me feel loved kevin's love language is quality time and kevin is compared to me he definitely needs attention on him like all the time and like if he's not playing a video game or like watching tv or cooking he's like mandy what are you doing what are you doing like what's up what's going on but i'm definitely a little addicted to my phone and which causes me to not listen and so that does not play into quality time so i need to work on that and i i definitely can be like hyperactive and i'm definitely one that focuses on like multitasking what does quality time mean for you like why is do you think it's your love language like what do you like about it i don't know i like being around you surprise i love gifts I love gifts. I love giving them. I love getting them because, but it's not, it's not about the gift. It's about, tells me that Ty was like thinking about me. So if he comes back with something, I'm like, oh my God, he like thought about me, thought about what I liked and picked out something, stopped after work and like went in somewhere and got me something just because, but gifts isn't my top one. Mine is definitely words of affirmation by far i'm i talk all the time and i tell him i love you all the time what about you i think it was quality time i think your physical touch too yeah that's why i had to quit the maca powder yeah you were getting too much physical touch it was overpowering quality time how do we navigate our relationships when we have different love languages do the things that the other person wants yeah (laughs) pretty much i mean if i know Ty likes quality time. Then I put my phone away and I'm with him and giving him my attention. Like nothing, I don't think anything's ever been much of an issue except for words of affirmation for me and words aren't your language. There was a time when I decreased the frequency of times I would call you pretty throughout the day. Yeah. That was a rough time. I need constant reassurance mm-hmm. and constant attention. Yeah, you got to pay attention to what the other person likes. That's totally when we do, I think, our most connecting is when we're on a walk or doing something active. Because that's all you have to do is you're going on a two-hour hike. You're going up through the woods. It's really pretty and there's good vibes and you're exercising and you talk the whole time about everything. It's really fun. If you're spending quality time together and holding hands or or cuddling on the couch, like they they kind of are a, a hand in hand thing but it's just making sure you do those things making sure you connect those bridges so it's holding hands when you're going on your walk and talking or cuddling on the couch and watching netflix and spending time together and i think like being conscious about it too like being like i know they like this so that's why i'm gonna do it instead of just you know we hold hands all the time when we're walking because like that's just what we do but like it's comfortable there's things we can little things we can do that to go out of our way because we just know that the other person likes it thank you for listening everybody go follow us on instagram at the too much podcast please go leave a review on apple Podcasts if you liked this episode go leave a written review it, it really helps us out ty will be personally checking over each one why would i do that because to encourage people to leave them you'll be check anyway what continue daisy wants you to leave a review say meow
<laughs> Follow us on Instagram at VeggieMandy, at Jessica underscore Bay, at Tyrell McGrath. Um, at Kevin. <laughs> Kevin's not on socials. Go to our Patreon and select a $5 tier and you'll have exclusive access to mini episodes every Tuesday. So go check that out. Okay, thanks everyone for listening. Say bye. 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 See ya. Doodles.